And I said this anytime I was having a difficult moment. These shows are hard to do. They really are. Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Evan. And even though it is Coachella time in LA, it is still 24-7 Scandaval season. And this week, like every other week, brought so many updates that, Evan, I don't even know, I'm losing track, but I, I need more. Well, it's really interesting. Finally, Scandaval is starting to show up in tiny ways on the show. And in this week's episode, we see that play out a little bit because Allie is the whistleblower with Raquel and Tom. Oh, yeah. I saw Sandoval and Raquel dancing together at the Abbey. We were the first to report that. I just want to call that out. But basically, she was like, I saw Sandoval and Raquel dancing at 1 a.m. at the Abbey, and I did not like the way it made me feel. But it kind of got, like, brushed off a little bit. by. She got brushed off. She saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus and (laughs) Sandy Claus. And I know I kind (laughs) of laughed when James was like, us rather nothing, ain't it? And I'm like, wait, yeah. not? I was wondering if he was in that moment, was trying to be very cool, calm, collected because he's been having a lot of Raquel adjacent outbursts, which Allie, rightfully so, has not been loving. So I wonder if it was kind of in that vibe. But I love that now she brought this piece of information, as or as Heather would say on Salt Lake City, this nugget uh, to the girls. Yeah, well, and then it seems like Sheena wants to get to the bottom of it because she is a a truth seeker. And so she is going to confront Sandoval on a future episode uh, on the beach. And I think it gets weird. Sandoval denies it. And then I just, I I cannot wait to see how we get from Sandoval denying it on the beach to the news breaking. To to that. I know Sheena really loves truth. I did LOL. (laughs) Because I personally, I'm into Katie's man. I don't think they're still together. I liked him. They were cute together. I when she said that he looked like he just came from Vanderpump Dog. She knows on fire in that confessional. That I mean, but honestly, it's really not an insult because I I feel like Vanderpump Dogs keeps you know their clients very well groomed, perfectly you, quaffed. So I mean, the the hair is a moment. It's very specific. It's you saying that to, what it was like Aviva with Heather like. Anna Nicole Smith is a compliment, and Heather going like, she died, Aviva. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love that. By the way, I can't wait for that Anna Nicole Smith doc. Oh, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> so excited for Scandaval to be on the Vanderpump Rules episode. But I'm mainly excited to see if Ariana's going to be living her best life week two of Coachella, because this girl is on fire. She's with Poosh, Celsius, a hot guy. And looking amazing. Okay, yeah. So I think his name is Daniel Y. He's a personal trainer. He is a fit as hell. And she oh. is, she's kissing him at Coachella. She's kissing him at the airport. Like, it seems like things are really heating up between them. And Sandoval is out here getting caught by the paparazzi at the airport, saying that he's happy for Ariana, which I don't know if he really is happy for Ariana. Like, I don't know if he is, you know... Uh, concerned about whether she finds herself in a new relationship, but maybe the attention she gets for being in a new relationship takes the heat off. Um, I don't know. I do love that there was a little Beverly Hills moment on this episode of Vanderpump Rules with Garcelle, some Rena Rose shade. But what I'm more excited about in the Beverly Hills realm is that you are right off the coattails, the tails, the heat of an amazing night with some of these ladies. How was Kyle's event? It was, it was actually... It was super emotional. It it was an event to benefit mental health awareness 
and it honored the the one year anniversary of Lorene Shea, who um, passed away last year. She was Kyle's best friend from childhood. So that was super emotional. And Kyle gave a beautiful speech. There was not a dry eye in the room. But before the event kicked off, of course, the red carpet did. And we got into some some Beverly Hills tea and the tea, tea is, before tears yeah yeah right tea before tears for sure uh the the tea this season is that the girls are coming for kyle's marriage again and I, you know this i feel like this has happened before has your approach changed at all since you've dealt with this before oh yes it has definitely changed i mean when this stuff would come up before i would like cry and i was devastated you know, I mean, obviously you don't love that because as we know, uh, when the show airs in six months, I will be dealing with this, you know, and people are going to be, you know, talking again and more fake stories and, you know, lies. It's it's just really frustrating. And when I chatted with Kyle about it, she seemed a little frustrated, but more unbothered because she knows oh, how to handle it at this point, you know? Mm, she's a pro. I know they always, and I'm like, I always feel like Kyle and Mauricio seem like rocks. They seem very good together. And it does always make me like laugh. I'm like, why are they trying to come after them now? But what I really, really need to know is who is leading the charge? So I tried to get to the bottom of it. I was at Kyle's daughters were there. And by the way, Kyle's daughters are superstars. I feel like they're really just leaning into their buying Beverly Hills era. Yes, the ages. They handled the red carpet interviews like pros, um, especially because they did not give away who is responsible for uh, starting these marriage rumors. And I, I, I asked one of them, I was like, could she be here in the room tonight? And I got a no comment. So we don't know who is responsible. Sorry. But Erica Jane was noticeably absent from the event. So. I don't know if Erica Jane has anything to do with it. Well, also, and we need the record to show we're just in our Carrie Homeland pork board era right now. There's no proof of any of this. But Evan, you saying Erica Jane is not there. You also, uh, well, Erica is like kind of, I think, the only one still friendly with Rinna. So I could see them not being that happy with Kyle. Because didn't Kyle also give you an update or lack thereof about her Rinna relationship? Yes, I was curious to know how her friendship with Rinna has potentially changed since Rinna left the show. And she said that they haven't really seen each other since Mm -hmm. filming for season 12 wrapped. And she did acknowledge that, you know, the way Rinna got involved with her and Kathy last season really changed things. Well, we had um, sort of a falling out, obviously, last season with uh, what happened with my sister. So, um, you know, obviously that changed a lot of things and I haven't seen her, but you know, we've sent each other, you know, text messages and DMS. I reached out to her when I found out, you know, she wasn't coming back. So, you know, I, I, you know, I don't like to hold on to any negativity. I just want to move on from that. If I was in Vegas, I would bet on them mending fences. I think before Teresa and Melissa, I feel a Rina Kyle brunch could be a little more feasible um, if Ireland and everything we know post-Ireland is any indicator. Because what was your takes? Because watching Teresa and Melissa kind of get in like ant off moment was a little cringe. Like I hate, like we always, especially in Jersey, it's the cardinal rule, no daughters. No daughters involved. Teresa, are your kids and Melissa's kids close? Like all of them? Well, they were. And then Antonia, they come like to... Are you going to blame Antonia for something right now? 
name. Not, don't even say her name if you're going to say I'm it in a negative way. Like, don't even say her name. Well, and I was seeing some people online saying, okay, Melissa doesn't want to talk about Antonia, but they do talk about Gia sometimes on their podcast, on display. So it's a really messy situation. But what were your feelings while on the Sprinter band? So my immediate reaction was kind of Jackie's reaction. It's like you freaked out over this analogy Mm. seasons ago. So why you thought it was okay to mention Antonia's name in any sort of negative way, like, like, like you said, like, it it seems like that is her cardinal rule that she put in place. So why is she now breaking it? But I loved how Melissa immediately was like, you're not going to mention Antonia's name. That's 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 not going to happen. Her like leaning on the window. Are you going to bring up Antonia right now? I was like, oh, we went from Dublin to Patterson. Like, oh, <laughs> God, I got it, got it. I was, I was, I wasn't sure how Missy G was going to react. She brushed it off because I was like, I could have seen her go full activation, like sham rock and roll. Like I could have seen it going a little bit south. In parts of the episode, it seemed like Melissa, you know, despite the discord she's facing with Teresa at the time of filming, it seems like she really wanted to make an effort to have fun during this bachelorette party. It was all about Teresa. And then I, you know, obviously she lost that buzz when Antonia's name came up. And a thing that I thought was really interesting was Melissa responded with facts, basically saying like, look, like, life happens if someone has a cheer competition or or someone has some sort of event that precludes them from going to like i think she said that uh, one of teresa's kids missed her son's first communion for, for yeah for a soccer game or something like just to sort of like level with her and try and help her understand and then teresa's like you're always so tit for tat but isn't tit for tat coming for melissa and saying my daughter went to your sweet 16 and your daughter didn't come to mine i just i wish teresa would think a little bit before she speaks uh, I don't think you're going to get that. <laughs> um, But who does always think before she speaks and sips champagne is Heather Dubrow from the Real Houses of Orange County. Yes, we chatted with Miss Fancy Pants herself, and she gave us an update about her new uh, network. She has a whole network devoted to, to herself. Uh, it's called the HG, HD Network, and she launched it with the platform Fireside. And then, of course... We got her to spill a little bit of tea about the next season of The Real Housewives of Orange County and how she got along with Tamara. I love that practice because I do feel like it's a, there's always that truth of you get as much as you give in both a positive and a negative way. Like you can get a lot of great things from investing in people who care. But if someone is kind of like maybe a toxin in your life, if you keep on talking to them, you're going to keep on getting some toxicity. And do you feel that kind of went into your practice this past filming cycle for you? Were there moments where you were kind of like, I got to remove myself from a situation to kind of like protect myself and my family? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I mean, obviously right in the beginning of season 16, my first thought was, why did I come back? <laughs> what, was, what was I thinking? Oh, it was like, you know, we have jokes because I used to do a lot of sitcoms and the joke about sitcoms used to be, what's the worst thing that could ever happen in the world? Knock, knock, knock. Hello, it's the worst thing that could ever happen in the world. So it was like, you know, what do you worry about when you go on a show like this? Like, what could be the worst thing? Oh, the worst thing happens, like, in the first two episodes of the show. So, yeah, that was difficult. Well, it is Well, it is kind of interesting that about the knock, 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 because we were seeing, I was looking at reports this week that Tamara knock, knock, knock back in the OC home. And people were saying that you guys are not... At the best of terms, was that, was she one of the people that you kind of had to be like, how am I going to handle Tamara? I think you're going to have to watch and okay. see the show 
And I'm, I'm curious. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen one episode. I have no idea. We haven't seen anything. We, they haven't even given us an exact date for when it's coming. I know soon. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think the thing this season for me is that I'm going into the viewing of it. I'm going to try. Let me, let me qualify that. <laughs> I'm going to try to go into this season watching it a bit removed because it's hard to do that. I'm, I'm a sensitive person and I lived it. So I know my emotionality. I know my experience, but sometimes, you know, the way you remember things isn't always the way it was. You don't have the whole picture because you don't know what it was going on with the other girls and whatnot. But I really hope that it's, it's the way that I remember it. And I hope by the end that there can be some resolve for everyone. After wrapping production on season 17, how are you feeling currently in this moment, Heather? Um, it was a difficult season for me. But what I'm incredibly grateful about, and I said this anytime I was having a difficult moment, these shows are hard to do. They really are. But anytime I was having a difficult moment, I was very cognizant of the fact that I get to go home. Meaning, not to my house, not to the big house. I, don't, I mean, like, I get to go home. I get to go home to my husband and my children and my world and my life, which is so good and so fulfilling and so solid that I, I do feel like even though when things are upsetting and challenging, I can handle it. And obviously there's so much anticipation to see how you and Tamara will interact on camera in 2022, 2023. You both are such forceful institutions within the Real Housewives franchise. Would you describe it as possibly a clash of the titans? I think you're going to have to wait and see. I can't, I, I truly can. I'm literally on the edge of my seat, Heather DeBro. What was, well, I guess, what was your initial reaction to Tamara returning to the franchise? And did she defy or meet your expectations in any way? I was excited that Tamara was coming back. I mean, to me, I said it before she came back also. To me, Tamara is a, she is Orange County. She really is. And um, she's been on the show for so long and she's added so much to the show. And and I think we'll continue to do so for as long as she's on. Now, you and Dr. Terry, you recently moved to LA into this gorgeous new penthouse, which I'm also on the edge of my seat for like the home tour. I hope that is coming on the HD network. Oh, Was I need a home tour. I, it looks incredible just from, I mean, I, I don't know if there's like heated towels or what's did going on. Did you see the promo for Fireside did you, for the HD for Nightcap? Yes, that's that's what we saw a little bit. That's the apartment. It's so, so beautiful. But I'm curious to know, was your move to LA, is that indicative of how this past season in Orange County went? Were you just like, I'm going to get out of here? Now, there, you know what? There's a lot of misconceptions about our move, quote, move to LA. So this is exactly what happened. We were at a party. We met Heather El Musa and Tarek El Musa. Oh. And we were hanging out with them. This is like exactly a year ago right now. We're hanging out at a party. And I was telling Heather that I wanted to look at apartments in LA. Like for someday, right? When all the kids leave. She's like, oh, I'll show you places. And I said, great. For me and Terry, not for the children. It's a two-bedroom, awesome penthouse in this cool building. And 
it took us like six months to negotiate. Like it was, a, you know, we didn't think we were going to get it. Anyway, we ended up getting it. And 10 days into escrow, and this is so weird, this whole reality television show, like, like storm that happened. 10 days into escrow of buying that apartment, Josh Altman was like blowing up my social media, calling my podcast. I didn't know him and had someone that wanted to see our house. And then the rest is history. I mean, as a gay boy who has a mom who loves me so much and is so supportive, it's so incredible to see a mom like you and a dad like Terry just set this. Uh, it's such a prime example of love and acceptance. You, you guys know what's going on in this country and the laws and the things. It's very, very scary. And so the more voices we have out there, the better. Totally. I mean, with queer and trans rights being threatened currently, what do you have to say to like the Kelly Dodds of the world who seem incapable of love and acceptance? Well, listen, there's, I think it's sad that there are people that need to try and remain relevant and monetize by engendering hate. So I won't give any of those people life. And on a more beneficial flip side, what do you have anything to parents in your position who are have kids that they love, who they're kind of now like the country might not be on their side. People are like freaking out over a Bud Light can. Like, what do you kind of do or like say to yourself as a mom in this position that like, if you have any insight for other parents that might be going through the same thing? Well, you know, the number one thing always is to protect your child. I remember, you know, my daughter, Max, um, she she had a podcast called I'll Give It To You Straight-ish. She's in college right now. She's taking a little break from it. But I remember her, someone asked her a question about coming out. And her answer was something I wouldn't have thought of. And so, and she was like 17 at the time. They asked her a question and she said, listen, only come out if you can come out safely. And that was her take-home message. And I, and I thought, wow, that is such an incredible, incredible thing to say. So I would say that the first thing always for yourself or for your child is safety. You've got to protect, we've got to keep our children and ourselves safe. And so that's your number one priority. Come out later if you need to. Got to stay safe. This has been really lovely. You two are so fabulous. And um, I hope when I come to New York, we could do part of it this in person. I We yes. would love that so much. And you really are such a light. And thank you for everything you do. Just for the, it really means a lot to viewers like us. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for your support. It means a lot to me. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality, by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.